Hey, Foreclosure Fix family. Welcome to the Foreclosure Fix podcast. I'm your host, DJ Alojo, and I am excited to be here with you today. Hey, if this information resonates with you, please do us a favor, like, subscribe, and tell a friend that we're here to help. Uh, on today's podcast, I am pumped up because I have my good friend, Frank Morales, joining us. Frank, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. Good morning. Awesome. Good morning. So Frank is a real estate investor. He's an affordable housing advocate. But the reason why Frank's on today is because he is actually kicking off um, one of our homeowner highlight series. As you all know, as followers of the Foreclosure Fix podcast, our goal is to help a million homeowners successfully navigate foreclosure. And so as part of that journey, we want to highlight the stories of homeowners who have faced foreclosure and how they have been able to rebound. And so Frank is our first homeowner spotlight. So Frank, we appreciate you for joining us today. No problem. I'm glad to be here, sir. Awesome. Awesome. One of the things we do is call it the bow tie round. And in that bow tie round, obviously, is where I guess get to tie one on with our listeners. And so the bow tie round, the B stands for the best advice you have for someone in foreclosure. Um, the O stands for one thing you are grateful for. And the W stands for your wildest or most interesting foreclosure related story. Right. And so, Frank, we're going to spin that around because we want to start with your story. So your wildest or most interesting foreclosure story, which is your story. So go ahead and tell us about your foreclosure story. OK, great. Thank you for having me. Um, uh, I'm actually from the Seattle, Washington area. So we crashed and, uh, you know, it was heavily invested in 2004 through 2012, 13, when my bankruptcy ultimately was filed. Um, uh, I was rehabbing houses up there and had three houses. Uh, my mortgage was $12,000 a month <laughs> for three houses. Wow. That's a lot and, of money. Uh, and, 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 and the revenue cut off and uh, started losing houses. So I lost uh, one house to a foreclosure, one to a short sale. And my primary residence went to foreclosure five times, but by God's grace, it was saved. That was the, 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 the big picture of the, of my process, but you know, we're talking about years and years of struggle and financial struggle and stress and stress and, 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 and divorce and going to jail and, 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 and bankruptcy and not, you know, facing the, the possibility of losing your, losing your home where your kids sleep. It's, it's terrible. Wow. Wow. So Frank, you just gave us a whole lot of information there, right? So uh, first of all, I appreciate your transparency, right? I know that it's hard for people to come on and tell their story, but since I've known you, you've always been a straight up, straightforward guy. And I appreciate that about you, but I want to unpack some of that. So our listeners can really understand your journey, where you've come from and what you're doing today. So with that, it sounds like you had three houses, $12,000 $12, a month in, in mortgage payments, and you were investing, right? So you were an investor in Seattle? Yes. We were rehabbing. I was an investor in Seattle doing, uh, uh, trying, to do, trying to flip. Gotcha. But I had no experience. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. That's why we got time. <laughs> no, I, I totally understand that. And actually, DJ, that's exactly what's supposed to happen when you go out there and you're exposed and you take uncalculated risks. You're supposed to, the market is supposed to serve you with very bad food so you don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I definitely know you learned your lesson from that. And so during that time, you said you had all this pressure, all this stress. 
help us understand what you were going through mentally and emotionally. Oh man, it was very bad, man. You know, I mean, very bad from uh, having to thought I was having a heart attack, suicide watch. It was all bad, bro. Um, you know, when you lose your, when you start to, and I, and I had partnerships. See, that was probably the, one of the harder parts was uh, disappointing my partners and my family, losing everything. And then, you know, the, the dealing with the prospect of not having a place to live for your children to sleep is, is, is kind of, uh, it's kind of hard to describe. Um, and it's very embarrassing. See, in 2005, 2006, 2007, 8, and all that stuff when it was going on, there was no, you know, there, there, there was no outlet. There was no YouTube. There was no DJ giving podcasts. And how do you survive this stuff? There was nobody to talk to. Everybody had a silver bullet. None of them worked. They all cost thousands of dollars. We were getting beat all the time. You know, we had, they had, uh, you know, the foreclosure crisis and, 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 uh, um, uh, uh, the the electron uh, the electronic signing and all, all kind of uh, robo signing all kind of stuff was going on, yeah. And you know it was just noise everywhere. But at the end of the day, it was a very stressful period, very 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 stressful period yes. of 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 a very st- a stressful chapter in my book. Absolutely. And so you know they say pressure makes diamonds, right? And so what did you do during that time to cope? What did you do to make it to where you are now on the other side of foreclosure, successful and rebounded? Well, in the beginning, I did a lot of unhealthy stuff like drinking too much, eating too much, you know, that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> no, no. that. that and, and Frank, man, again, I appreciate your candor, right? Because, you know, that's the truth. Like, okay. This every, ain't no joke, man. Yeah. Everybody has their coping mechanisms, right? right. You know what I mean? Um, right. We take it out on other people. We're mad at the right. world. You know what I mean? Right. We're flicking everybody off while we're driving. We're just, we're yeah, just, we're just not, upset. Yeah, upset. Just mad at the world, not sleeping, all that stuff, you know. And uh, um, and it was real. It, it, it was real. It was a real rough period. But eventually, we re- had to come to terms with it's over. You know, you know, throwing a lot of good money after bad money, right? See, so there comes a point where it's time to let go. You know, there there is a point where it's time to let go. If I knew better. I would have held on longer because by the time we started learning the game, it was, you know, I already lost the house, but we could have, you know, could have potentially held on longer. And, uh, you know, there were things I would have done differently, but by God's grace, we're here. And it's just a big learning experience. No, absolutely. Now we've relocated to uh, Atlanta and had to start over. And had we not had those experiences in Seattle with the foreclosure, we wouldn't be here. So take me back, Frank. You are stressed out. You're frustrated. You're trying every trick in the book. Everybody has a, a dog and pony show and they want you to pay $3,000 for that, $4,000 for that. Um, and they're not working. You got partners who are saying, hey, Frank, you know, you owe us money or, you know, you messed up this partnership. What is your advice to somebody who is in that same situation right now? Well, fortunately, today, there are many, many, many more resources out there to help people particularly if it's your primary residents that are going through a foreclosure. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, the Atlanta Urban League has a class on it every Monday at two o'clock. It's online. Um, and I have a friend that's going through foreclosure right now. I'm trying to get her to get involved with that. So there are many, many more resources available today as a result of the financial crisis back in 2000, you know, eight, nine, 10. 
Uh, and that stuff is pretty much ironed out now. Whereas back before when we would send in our three inch document, three inches of documents by fax, they would lose it every month. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. That, that, that that was called the MERS. That was electronic filing people, the MERS mortgage electronic registration system. Right. Right. So that's, you know, but anyway, yeah, I think today you're, you're you're in a very good position because it's also not likely that you're, you're not out of equity too. You probably have equity. So you don't have to necessarily walk away. You do have options. You can sell, you can, uh, you know, there are, there are options. And, and, and the main thing is don't bury your head in the sand. Don't ignore the problem. You have to be aggressive and, you know, make phone calls, call HUD, call, 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 call your local city. In Atlanta, you can call 311 and they'll give you some resources to get you started. You know, um, there are many resources out there today that did not exist, you know, 15 years ago. Absolutely. So take us back to your journey in Seattle. Was the foreclosure the cause of some of the other stressors in your life? Like you said, divorce, you said, you know, jail, you said bankruptcy, or were those things kind of the precursor for the foreclosure? Does that make sense? Like, you know, or was it just all kind of a downward spiral at one time, you know? It was all kind of, it all went bad at one time because the foreclosure didn't just happen, right? It's just not, didn't just happen. Uh, my first foreclosure, I think, was December 2008. But up to that point, there comes a point where you can't make the payments anymore, right? Yeah. You know, when you can't make it, when the money runs out, you cannot make, you know, become financially insolvent. It doesn't just happen overnight. So it's that, right? So, okay, I got, I got, I got my, 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 my monthly expenses are $15,000. I got $20,000 left. What am I going to do? So you, you, you can see the, you can see the, uh, the signs before it happens, but then it starts to happen. And then you get, you know, then it's embarrassing, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's it don't want to tell nobody because you think, you know, it's, you know, all, all these different emotions are happening at the same time. So uh, eventually the foreclosure was a res- result of rising interest rates, option arms going, <laughs> the bank picking their, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember option arms? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I'm saying they they adjust on you real quick, right? <laughs> you know, well, they, I had an option arm where I could pick my payment. You know, mm-hmm. so it, you know it was all good while it was good, but then it, no more. You know, eventually it crashed. So gotcha. it, was, uh, it, it was the foreclosure was just one of many things. So, so Frank, when you were going through that, were you thinking about your future, or was it not until you said, "Hey, you know, the music has ended." It's done. Like, when did you go from dealing with the situation to thinking about your future and how you move forward? Uh, well, you know, when it's going on, it's complete survival mode, right? So, not you know, it's not just laser focus on a, on a, on a solution. Uh, complete survival mode. Uh, the future. I mean, it comes a point where, by the time you get to the point where you're foreclosed, credit is destroyed. So that that fairy tale is over. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so then, then you know, I don't know how we're going to survive in the future. I guess the future's the future's there, but we're thinking long term future, but more short term future. How are we going to put out this fire? And then the fire grows and grows and grows, and then it becomes completely unmanageable. Yep. And now you have an inferno. No, absolutely. When all this was going on, you know, how did it impact your kids? Mm, well, it was. I'm not sure that they were really abreast of what was going on because it was kind of, you know, on a down low. But I know at the end, I had to make a decision. I couldn't pay child support and 
pay a mortgage. So I had to rent out rooms in my house with my son. So, you know, I'm sure that he didn't appreciate that at that time. But, you know, I had to do what I got to do. As a result of that, in 2023, we still have that home. Wow. That's that's pretty awesome. So so your kids didn't fully understand. But, you know, obviously they saw, you know, you renting out rooms in your house. Right. You said you moved to Atlanta. You filed bankruptcy. You were able to kind of stay off the mortgage for as long. I mean, stay off the creditors for as long as possible. You did a short sale on one house. You got foreclosed on another house. You moved to Atlanta and you started to rebuild. What yes. was that journey like for you on the rebuild side? The first house we bought here was 2011. Uh, my bankruptcy was until 2013. So that would that, that would have been my wife's house. Gotcha. Um, so it was very scary. Everything was scary, you know? I mean, we're, it's a whole new world. The whole new world and leaving everything that's familiar um, and not so good of circumstances. And, we, and then eventually... We got a Pinsky truck and drove across the country in 2013, and we settled down in Kennesaw. No, oh, Kennesaw. It, it was probably a lot different then than it is now. <laughs> it was 2000. It was. I mean, I haven't been there lately, but I'm sure it's not too much different. You know, no, I right. mean, it was a great. We we really enjoyed Kennesaw, and then we uh, eventually moved uh, closer to Atlanta. So, gotcha. So in Atlanta, you've been able to rebuild, and you've been able to start afresh, and. I didn't even know kind of all the background and context that you're sharing with our audience today, right? I just knew you because you're active in the Atlanta market. You are an affordable housing advocate. You are always trying to get other people into the real estate business and you are a likable, uh, well-rounded guy and, and husband and father. And so that's kind of what I knew of you. And so you've been able to just have a whole new start here. You've been able to have great success. What attributes, what characteristics, like what things allowed you to come to Georgia and be able to be successful this time around? Well, um, my, my, my big blessing is my wife, of course. Um, that was my, you know, when, through, through all that mess, I did find the love of my life and find a life partner. That's um, awesome. We got married in 2009 in the middle of all that. Wow. Uh, so... That made things a lot easier because I was no longer, you know, I had somebody that 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 was going through a similar track in her world, and uh, we were able to do it together. But because of the storm, opportunity was is that you could buy houses very affordably in Atlanta versus Seattle. Mm -hmm. So we could come here and buy a house in Northwest Atlanta, and you know, for five thousand dollars, six thousand dollars, seven thousand dollars, like that, and that's what we did. Awesome. And now you have been able to rebuild. You've been able to refocus and you have a huge smile every time I see you. Uh, you are living a good life. You're traveling around the country, uh, around the world, matter of fact. And and life is different. So if you could go back in time and talk to the Frank Morales in 2008, when all this stuff was going on, what would you tell that Frank about his future? Um, I, you know, DJ, I'm actually grateful for the experience because I would tell myself, you know, it's going to be okay, but the struggle is important. You know, the, 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 the struggle is important. This is what's going to create grit. You know, the, <laughs> it's going to be okay. And this is a necessary step in the process for you to get to where you have to go. And because, you know, I, I know a lot of people back home, well, I'm trying to recruit them to come to Atlanta because I don't understand how regular people survive there. 
today. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how if you're working at a restaurant, you're trying to survive in Seattle, compete with the Amazon kids, but they do, you know, and they drive 80 miles to work two ways in traffic. So, and, you know, it's, 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 it's rough. Um, and, and the way I see it out here in the Southeast United States is still very relatively affordable compared to out there. So that's what I, you know, DJ, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think it's, I call it divine intervention because had I not gone through that, had I been successful, it would have been okay, but I don't think it would be like it is now. Awesome. And, and that's one, that's one perspective that I'm happy you're sharing because a lot of times the people who are listening to this podcast, the people who are going through a challenging foreclosure situation or just life situation, they feel like they're alone. They feel like there's no one out there who's been through what they're going through. They go into their house. They see people pulling into their garages with their nice cars. They're on Facebook and Instagram and all the social media. They're looking at all the posts and likes and people traveling, people doing all this great things. And they feel like their world is crashing down while everybody else is in some wonderful, uh, wonderful story. And that's not the case. And it takes people like you to share your story, to share your journey. To say, you know, life is always not life has not always been a bed of roses. It's been challenges. There have been things that are tough, but like you said, it brought it brought grit. It brought the ability to know that no matter what comes your way, you're going to survive, um, and that you're going to get better, and that you're going to grow from it, man. And I appreciate you sharing that that journey and that story uh, with our listeners today. And I think there's thousands of folks out there who are listening now who will say the exact same thing is that you gave them hope that if they can just keep putting one foot in front of the other, that life gets better. Um, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I appreciate you for doing that, Frank. Thank you, sir. So I told you we flipped the bow tie around around today and we started with your wildest story, right? Which is, which is just amazing. Um, but let us know, you know, your, Best advice for someone who is going through foreclosure right now? Don't hide. Uh, don't, don't, don't. This is real. You're not going to pray your way out of this. <laughs> <laughs> you're, telling, you're telling me if I just start speaking in tongues, it's not going to go away? No, like no, you're no, like... no, no, no. It's necessary, but not sufficient. <laughs> Man, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you got, you, you got to take action, uh, take advantage of all these resources out here. Don't hide from your lenders. Uh, talk to them. Lots of times the lenders are, are, are more flexible. They don't want the house back either. So, you know, they don't want the house back. And if you have a plan that, that makes sense to them, that they may listen to you. You can do, you know, worst case scenario, you do a short sale or you do uh, It's very likely that today you're going to have equity that we did not have back then. So you don't have to walk away from your house. You don't have to lose your house. The nuclear option is to sell it. Yeah. Right. It sucks, but it's better than you getting put out on somebody else's terms. Absolutely. Um, Frank, what is one thing that you are grateful for right now? I'm grateful for many things. I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for my relative good health. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I had that experience and that exposure. So I had a, it gave me the stimulus to change my ways, change my location, my geography, everything. You know, none, none of this would be happening if I didn't have, if I wasn't pushed. That's awesome. Hey, DJ, I even got, I got fired from the VA. 
You know, you got to be special to get fired from a federal job. I say, yeah, you got fired from the <laughs> VA? Come on, man. What was you doing, Frank? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. And, 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 and the best part of the story is one day the VA called me looking for housing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, man. Hey, that's, it, that's not bad for a bankrupt foreclosed fellow. <laughs> hey, man, look, it always comes full circle, right? And it comes full circle, right? Um, Frank, man, your your story and your journey is inspiring um, to me, uh, just knowing you from afar, but then also to to people who are going through the storm. And so, man, I am I'm excited that you are sharing this candid side. Um, you are a funny guy for sure. Um, and I can attest with, with with all certainty and confidence that that Frank's wife is is uh, is is phenomenal. She's an awesome person. And I can understand why she brings you so much joy and, you know, why. uh y'all have a special relationship. So that, that is phenomenal, man. Um, Frank, for our listeners who, who may want to get in contact with you or who just may want to follow your journey. Um, I know you do a lot with the, uh, with the Atlanta, Atlanta housing. I know you're active in the Atlanta market. You know, how can people get in contact with you if they ever want to reach out to you? Um, you can uh, send me an email at moralesfrank 76 at gmail.com. Awesome. Y'all got that. If you ever want to reach out to Frank, you know, he's a he's an open book, a wonderful guy, um, somebody who I consider a friend and he is uh, available if you need help in the metro Atlanta area. With that, not, not, not even the metro Atlanta area, anywhere in the world where you're hearing this, because generally the principles are the same. Don't hide. Your, your instinct is going to be to shut down. Don't do that. No, no, I, I appreciate that, man. This wraps another episode of our Foreclosure Fix podcast. I'm grateful to Frank for being our first homeowner spotlight. He has left some big shoes that people will need to feel, man. So this was an amazing episode. Hey, if this mission resonates with you, please do us a favor. Like, subscribe, tell a friend. We are trying to get the message out to help a million homeowners successfully navigate foreclosure. Um, with that, we appreciate you for being part of the Foreclosure Fix family. Thank you. God bless you. And I love you. Thank you, sir. Thank Have you. A great week. The views and opinions on this podcast are for informational purposes only and should not be construed as legal advice. If you have a specific legal question, we highly recommend you contact a qualified legal professional.